0: This is J.M.D. Mateus, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Night podcast.
1: Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 136. I am one of your high priests of Ray, and joining me tonight is that unstoppable force, that immovable ob- object, I don't know, that all-powerful being Chad, the power of Chad. Chad, welcome. I don't know.
0: Unstoppable object sounds kind of good.
1: <laughs> Get the unstoppable object. Yes, um, the power of Chad is joining us again. Always good to have you, Chad. We um, we've got something a little different. You know, I've subjected you to to Bendis already for good or worse. Um, so that was fun. A lot of fun to do. Uh, we have a little Bendis later on in the month, but this episode, Loonies, we're going to be doing an over the moon arc review. And I hear you asking, well, you've done that before. What's the difference? Well, this one, as I mentioned last episode, trying to get a little left of field, um, trying to find some obscure appearances of Moon Knight. So, so this one will be Hulk, Volume 2, Issues 7 to 9. This was released around 2008, the beginning of 2009, uh, written by Jeff Loeb. So we'll be getting into that. Uh, and, and also, Chad, we're... we're uh, privilege to have uh, some backup story, a backup story, which I, I reckon we should chat about as well. What do you What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, it kind of ties into a lot of other stuff afterwards. So mm-hmm. I mean, kind okay. of how it all gets rolling.
1: Yep, yep, true. Um, I guess we'll get to it as well. I, I've got some things to ask about uh, some of these characters, but um, let let's hold it there until we get there. Um, so, Looney's we have. The over the moon arc review tonight. Well, we have a, a bit of um, feedback as well, which is always good to to have. I did admittedly put up the discussion thread a little late, but um, got some audio feedback from one of the friends of the show, fellow collective Phil. Phil me and Perich. Hello, Phil. I know he's listening. So that will be fun to unpack. Uh, and also, look, we've got the usual news, views, and truths as well. Um, not really that much on the Mooney front, but we can, we can chat it in and around it. So, um, you know, without any further ado, I was just about to say, let's get cracking. But I also have to get used to this as well. I also want to thank at the top of the show, our sponsors as well, the Petrunis who will be some of them. If any of them will be watching the early video of this, Uh, big hello to our Patronies, uh, Patreon members of the show, uh, co-producers and or executive producers chucking in their coin uh, to help out. So uh, highly um, uh, appreciative of, of that gesture and thank you very much to each and every one of you and also our other... Sponsors, Hello Headphones, I've got their slogan here, empowering gamers to play at their best, so Hello Headphones, um, loonies for, if you use the code Moonlight, you can get 10% off anything, um, from their online store, so, uh, big shout sure out to them, alright, chat, let us get into a bit of news here, I did a bit of trawling again, I'm not sure if you've seen the notes, the, uh, the well laid out notes that are put there The first note being no Moon Knight News <laughs> So, uh, Looney's pretty self-explanatory I don't think I'll go into a five minute spiel about that um, No Moon Knight News <laughs> uh,
0: Oh, actually come to think of it There was, was some Moon Knight News okay. About casting involving, uh, what's his oh. face? Daniel,
1: uh, Daniel Radcliffe? Puff?
0: Yeah Yeah Just openly shutting it down. Just No no one's ever even talked to me about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've I've seen that as well. I think, um, yeah, that was pretty much nipped in the bud quickly. Uh, For those of you that don't know, Daniel Radcliffe, aka Harry Potter, was linked to the Moon Knight TV show. He's recently shut down the whole kind of rumor mill, saying that, yeah, he's not not looking to go for the part. He actually said something like, uh, if he went for a big franchise again, it would be for... He said something like it would be for he'd go for something a lot better like <laughs> than than moonlight he
0: said he'd be really picky about it because yeah. he doesn't want to get locked down for something that he's not sure about
1: okay yeah well yeah, fair enough okay that's actually yeah better better put than um than what i heard my my other sources told me, so fair enough fair enough um so the casting is still out there we're still i still i think we're still a while away um but at the same time as well, Chad, and this links into our over the moon review, namely that of of uh, She-Hulk, um, because one of the backups, well, the backup story to our arc review will be a She-Hulk story. A uh, couple of things I I you know pinged here, Chad. I thought um, there's a, apparently an, an interview with Alison Brie, and she awkwardly avoids you know any questions about the She-Hulk. Um, this could be you could read into this a million ways. Um, you know, whether it is she is actually hiding something or whether she, you know, just has nothing to do with it at all. Not a million, just two ways. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on Alison Bree anyway, as uh, potentially Jennifer Walters? I'm assuming she's not going to be She-Hulk. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm kind of biased
0: on this mm-hmm. one. Like, I'm biased on a lot of things, but... I just don't see her acting the part of She-Hulk in or out of transformation.
1: Okay, right. Just
0: because Jennifer Walters in human form before the transformation was very pragmatic and mm. I don't know she kind of plays these
1: wallflower characters. True, true. I mean it, it would, you know you could argue it would be a nice test for her acting abilities. Um I haven't admittedly I haven't read that much. Um, She-Hulk I, I read I think about The the first um, Volume of the Dan Slot run Which was quite cool I totally haven't read Yet the Charles Soul run um, Which I hear is Really good um, Back in the day I read one or two Issues of the John Byrne run But I, I can't really Remember much of that I always thought She was a little bit Of a quirky character I always thought That she was Was she meant to be Isn't she kind of Like Ally McBeal A little If that's No um, Was she, is she a bit too the, okay.
0: Yeah, I'm not the best at judging that because <laughs> I don't think I've ever even seen that.
1: Okay. Um, oh, I mean, because she was a lawyer, I guess. Um, and she was a little bit, I wouldn't say ditzy, but she was um, she was quirky, you know, she, she was a little bit neurotic. Um, I wonder if that's Jen Walters as well. But I also said the other side, as you say, she was very pragmatic. Um, so um, I don't know. I'd like to i like Alison Bree. I'd like to see her um I'd love to see her actually take on uh Jennifer Walters, but I don't know. Um we'll have to we'll have to go wait and see. Um also as well sticking with the She Hulk, this is the only other bit of news that's it's not even Moon Knight related. Uh Mark Ruffalo apparently in preliminary talks to appear in the She Hulk T V series. Now this has got me a little bit excited. How about yourself?
0: I'm wondering if they're going to keep to the old, like transformation. Like, Mm. you know, she was shot because of her association in the courts and then, you know, blood transfusion. There've been tons Mm. of blood transfusion, like in Mm. other media where nothing like this could have even happened except for in TMNT where Leo gave a blood transfusion And created another turtle But it just doesn't work that way
1: Yeah, 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 true Maybe the the, the um the audience is probably too savvy For that these days But I did hear I'd, I'm not sure if it was from another podcast I can't remember or whether I read it But someone mentioned that they will be Trying to stay true to the origins of it So, I don't know It'd be, be interesting Um. Uh, They'll have to explain it They'll have to get into it a bit more And do a bit more of the um, What do you call the fantastic science Or the extreme What do you call it again Um, Super science Yeah super science They'll have to kind of try and super science it To see but uh, Look Mark Ruffalo will be pretty cool I've heard banding about that Brie Larson might appear in the the Miss Marvel TV show as well So you've got the film stars crossing over to Because now the arrangement with TV and movie He's a lot more um, meshed in, a little bit more organic between each other, uh, which again, bodes well for Moon Knight, whether we'll see him on the big screen as well. But I mean, those are the only bits of news really, Looney's uh, Moon Knight. Again, I mean, I did check, there is a, a flurry of, you know, the same thing about when, which I've covered before about Moon Knight most likely being filmed uh, this year in the fall of november uh they're going to be filming in atlanta and there was just a, a statement saying that previously pinewood studios were the only well that was what was released that is that is where they were going to be filming but it seems now they're going to be doing some stuff in atlanta which makes sense again as well so um you know do, do multiple locations that would be pretty cool um but yeah other than that there was a bit more on the daniel radcliffe as you mentioned chad uh, but nothing else um really so so a quiet one for this episode <clears throat> which is actually okay because we've got kind of like two stories to go through then Chad um we have the front the first one um oh we might as well I was gonna oh, this has kind of stuffed up my whole prompt sheet thing now <laughs> Chad I don't know when to put the ads in but <laughs> that's okay um we'll come up with break somewhere uh all right well let's let's just head off into our over the moon arc review let's get right into it because as I mentioned it's going to be on Hulk Volume two issues seven to nine now there are two stories in each of these issues um and as Chad mentioned they kind of you know interweave together which is is pretty cool um the main uh, the main stories which we'll cover and we'll have a a synopsis for bare bones for uh uh these stories uh what happens in in Vegas world's finest and jackpot that was issues 7 8 and 9 um and the backup stories which will fe- feature She-Hulk and the Red Hulk so Jeff Loeb I'm imagining then Chad um he really made a big push for the Red Hulk this was this was when the Red Hulk kind of came to be and uh, apparently there's a whole mystery surrounding who he was and um we all know now who 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 he is um, yeah But he was a very formidable character in this, and we'll get to it in the backup story with what he does with She-Hulk and basically the whole premise of that story. But um, again, as well, Looney's available on Marvel Unlimited, Comixology, or the Marvel Store. Uh, You can still get it in singles, I'm sure. Uh, And there have been trades, hardcovers, and paperbacks, I think long out of print. Um, After reading these, Chad, I'm actually keen to, and, and I'm on a bit of a Hulk run, I'm pretty keen to... To pick these up because the arts we'll get into it. arts beautiful I think and um, and the stories are just fun and you know very popcorny so um, yeah uh, Chad would you like to um, just let the loonies know about the credits who uh, who did this little
0: shenanigan? Sure. So they were released December two thousand eight and on and on yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the writer is Jeff Loeb. Penciler is Arthur Adams. Inker is Walden Wong. Colorist is Peter Steigerwald. The letter is Comicraft Albert Mm Dishin. That's beyond me. (laughs) Um, And the editor was Mark Mm Panishia. I'm just not doing well with this. I'm glad I gave you Um, these ones. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) And then, uh, what was it? The backup story is uh-huh. also by Jeff Loeb. And the penciler is Frank Cho, and the inker is Frank Cho. Colors is Jason Keith. The letter is Comicraft again, and oh. the editor was Mark again. I'm not going for that last name.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so Jeff Loeb writes both of these um, just right off the bat. Anyway, Chad, as well, have you read much, Jeff Loeb?
0: Or- I know I have. I just not dredging the name out.
1: Okay, yeah, because I um 'cause I know his work of uh, the Daredevil. I think it's Daredevil. Um, was it Daredevil Yellow? Was that what it was called? It was um, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Uh, very kind of serious, kind of writing. It was very good. Like you know, mm-hmm. um, in the mold of uh. I don't know uh, a Chip Zdarsky these days uh, for, for Daredevil or um, or Charles Soule, um, but these two stories for Hulk, I don't know it's, just, it's very different for me. It's very light, it's a very light kind of writing. Um, so yeah, I was actually surprised by this. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, anyway, Looney's as well for those that haven't listened. What Chad and I will do is we'll generally go through the bare bones, which is the synopses uh, or the synopsis for the story. For this one, we'll just do the, the, the main story. Um, and then I think we can just improv the backup story, Chad, for the synopsis when we get to it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then we'll go through the various aspects. Again, writing, art, themes, characterizations, and references to any other runs uh, and we 'll cap that off with a moon rating for you, so if you haven't read this, um, you can kind of get a gauge as to what we think of it, or if you have read this, you can kind of measure your own thoughts against ours um, so Chad, I' thinking i've got this synopsis here, the bare bones courtesy of wiki again i've had to really edit it because there were three long synopses for each of the each of the issues, so I kind of just cut cut some out. Um, would you like to would you be able to do, say maybe the 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 first three um, paragraphs, and I'll do the next two? Sure. Cool. Okay, So
0: bare bones here. Finally, free of Gamma base, Bruce Banner travels up to Canada to investigate the scene where the Red Hulk encountered the pack of Wendigo. Following the Red Hulk's trail, Bruce Banner finds himself in Las Vegas. Okay, that's kind of a trick. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. Just outside of Cersei's Mystic Isle Casino, he comes across a mob of panicked and gore-splattered people fleeing for their lives. Running into the casino, Banner witnesses the Wendigo attacking people. Banner loses control when he watches as a woman is dragged away to her death. Instead of transforming into the Green Hulk... Banner transforms into his gray alter ego, Joe Fixit. Happy to be back in Las Vegas, Fixit knocks Boy the Wendigo clear out of the casino. As he fights the creature off, he is suddenly struck in the back with a number of crescent-shaped objects. Turning around, he witnesses the arrival of Moon Knight. The masked hero tells Hulk to leave, but Fixit refuses. Moon Knight manages to temporarily blind the Joe. The joke, <laughs> but he manages to knock the hero out. Before the Hulk can pummel Moon Knight anymore, he is ordered to stand down by Miss Marvel and the Sentry. Fixit tosses Moon Knight into the sky, prompting the Sentry to go catch him. Miss Marvel then swoops in for the attack, knocking the Gray Hulk to a massive neon sign and turning him from
1: Gray, Mister Fixit, into the Green Savage. Meanwhile, the Sentry catches up to Moon Knight, but he doesn't want to be rescued. By the time the masked hero gets to the ground, the Hulk has grabbed hold of Miss Marvel. Moon Knight then shoves sonic disruptors into the Hulk's ears. The high-pitched sound causes the Hulk a great deal of pain and the brute then tries to leap away. The Sentry then slams the Hulk onto the top of the Stratosphere Hotel and Casino. It's then that Moon Knight calls out to them and points out that the Wendigo are still running amok on the street. From atop the Stratosphere Hotel and Casino, the Hulk tells the two Avengers that he has a plan. This is simply smashing the Wendigo. Soon the Hulk is swarmed by the Wendigo. Moon Knight tries his best to force the creatures away, but his Crescent Darts have little effect on them. As Miss Marvel and the Sentry join Moon Knight, they are horrified to see that the Hulk has been transformed himself into a Wendigo. The two powerhouses slam into the Wendy Hulk and try to fight him to a standstill, but he is too powerful for for them to handle. Suddenly, they are joined by Brother Voodoo, who detected the presence of the Wendigo in the area. He has the three heroes keep the Wendy Hulk occupied, while he casts a voodoo spell that causes a quick flash blizzard. Everyone who was turned into a Wendigo was returned to human form, including Bruce Banner. Finding themselves back in human form, the former Wendigo find themselves nude and violently ill while the three heroes are busy tending to the people, Bruce Banner manages to slip away. Yes, there you go, loony listeners. That was uh, a synopsis covering issues 7, 8 and 9, as told by The Power of Chad and yours truly. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, just off the bat, Chad, overall impressions. What did you think of this, um, this story?
0: I'm kind of surprised at the writing in this, um, mm. just because I'm not used to Carol Danvers acting, like, as ditzy as she is. Mm. I mean, you'd have to go into, like, the page by page, but she seems just kind of lost.
1: Yeah, yeah. She does, she does. Um, there are a few, I don't know, there are a few, I think, liberties that low makes um to characterize some of these these central characters um but yeah how did you find it i I mean apart from carol danvers did you enjoy the whole thing in effect really it's about only one and a half issues because we've got the backup story which is about half half right so if we've got three issues this is literally just like one and one and a half issues and i'm i'd i guess be safe to say that um it's probably for the best you know because it was just a big slugfest basically. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: yeah. pretty sure that like this short like spiel in the arc it was really just meant to springboard the back uh the backup bit to get into the next story on that.
1: I think so just, too. Yeah. I think so too. It's really funny because um num- I mean number 1 I guess it's got Bruce Banner so he has to have the the title um, like the front story, but mm. I think you're right. I mean, absolutely. It's more so the interest lies more in in Red Hulk, I think, that Loeb has, um, I don't know, did Loeb create the Red Hulk? Do you know? Or, uh,
0: I don't know. We'll or let me find out.
1: Okay, so while Chad has a little look uh, in his memory banks, let's just say that because let's not give away anything, <laughs> Chad is just thinking really hard now. um i'm uh, meditating i'm meditating (laughs) he's meditating he's going to his um what do you call a happy place to try and retrieve it his palace um yeah that's a really good point Chad. because uh for all intents yeah, i I did find this a fun um arc myself it was to me and i put it in the notes it was dead simple the premise was like it wasn't that difficult uh, it wasn't difficult at all. Uh, I do love my action, so I found that a, a lot of fun to go through. Uh, although although Mooney was in it for a bit, I would have loved him a little bit more, I thought. Uh, but needless to say, though, I enjoyed the way the Hulk was. Uh, we got two different Hulks. We got the grey and the green, which is I thought was pretty cool. Excuse me, we got four Hulks. Oh, I mean, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apart from the backup story. I mean, in, in the front story.
0: Oh. Yeah. We got three Hawks then because. Bruce I mean, Banner
1: as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's
0: yeah. Hulk, there's Grey Hulk, and there's Wendy
1: Hulk. Oh, Wendy Hulk as well, of course. <laughs> yeah. That was cool as well. I mean, you can kind of see that coming. I'm wondering back in the day whether that was a massive, like, oh, cool moment. Like, who would have thought that you could um, mishmash the Wendigo and the Hulk? For those of you that have followed um, Weapon H now with the Hulk Hulk Verine, you know the Hulk can get mixed up with anything. So, <laughs> um, and the Wendy this has been I think it's been done before with the Wendigo as well, Chad. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean because that's a the nature. Major... The lore is super
0: open to it. Sorry. The lore is super open to just yeah, anyone picking absolutely. up on it.
1: Absolutely, because it's it, it's basically if you get bitten by them right you turn into them um the yeah. only the only premise being that you have to be in canada but this uh, obviously this is blown out because it's in las vegas so something weird has happened uh, probably in the issues beforehand or whatever i haven't delved into them so i don't know the backstory but it's um yeah uh i found it just kind of really really fun um did you manage to grab the creator of the red hulk there chat
0: yep it was stanley jack kirby jeff loeb and okay. Ed McGinness.
1: Oh, so that was their run then that created the Red Hulk. What are your thoughts on the Red Hulk, like
0: I think it's an interesting take on mm. the power set and how it works on a scientific level. Okay. Um, as a character himself, I think he's a jerk, and I never liked oh,
1: yeah. him. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> ju- a jerk. Uh, and for the benefit of the listeners, by no way is it a benefit for myself, can you please explain, Chad, the uh, what you mean about the scientific side of the power um, and how that's investigated? I know he's just super strong, right? He's got, like, hot... He's hot? Is that it? So... Where the Hulk gets
0: an increase in his strength from mm-hmm. the gamma radiation, he basically uses it as a reactor, mm-hmm. just grows in his biomass. Mm-hmm. The Red Hulk gets stronger, not to the same uh, what's the right term upward limit as the mm-hmm. Hulk. Yeah. but he starts generating extreme amounts of uh, radiated heat, OK, and he'll like, actually cause fire around him,
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. Cool. Um, it's devastating when it ramps up, especially if there's a team of Hulks all generating lots of gamma mm. and all of a sudden Red Hulk is just unleashing Infernos everywhere.
1: So what happens, I mean, this is what I, I can't wait to see when I get into this Loeb-McGuinness run and a bit more of the Red Hulk. So what happens when the Red Hulk and the Green Hulk are together? Because I know the Green Hulk... At least, well, Hulk in general absorbs gamma radiation, so he can literally absorb what's being exuded, right, from the Red Hulk, and maybe vice versa. So yes. would they be... Yeah, so they'd be capping each other, wouldn't they? <laughs> Basically. Yes. Yeah, okay. Ah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. that sounds it's like... But I've seen, like, the Red Hulk is literally, like, unstoppable, right? He's far far more powerful than the green hulk but i just i don't understand that right. uh, it's
0: kind of like there's so radiation kind of degrades things around it right it mm-hmm. just kind of like chews away at the physical uh what's the right term um like the, vi- the stability of yeah. everything sure so Basically, where things would start, you know, punching at him and whatnot, he'd basically be taking that kind of damage and just kind of, like, shrugs it off. Mm -hmm. But with Green Hulk, you have to get him really pissed before he starts getting to that degree of defense.
1: Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, no, it it definitely makes an interesting character, and and we'll get more into that when we kind of look at the the backup story. But uh, as for this, uh, the main story, um, so writing-wise um like in the notes here like i mentioned uh the focus for me was on the fun and the ac- uh, it was fun fun and action the way it was written was very in a very light kind of manner there were, there were a lot of jokes so there there's some comedic elements in there i love the um uh there was a bit where where they're all getting beaten by the uh, the wendy hulk and miss marvel's on the phone and Moon Knight's kind of over the shoulder going, are you, are you on the phone? <laughs> like, while he and Sentry are, are trying to contain Wendy Hulk. Uh, she's trying to get in contact with with Brother Voodoo. Um, the Wendy Hulk trying to, trying to eat the Sentry. I thought, whenever something tries to eat someone, I don't know, I just find that a little funny. Um, and uh, I, I found this, it was, um, it was kind of... Uh, Self-realizing, I think the way that Jeff Loeb wrote it. it was with Moon Knight and Brother Voodoo, when Brother Voodoo pricks Moon Knight because he needs blood of a very specific person, like someone that has um, uh, connections with the mystic, but not, uh, you know, something else. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's bloody fortunate then you've got me, like Moon Knight says, or something like that. Um, so I found that I found that kind of writing very fun and, and light in the sense that Loeb knows the ridiculousness of you know, what he's trying to do, but he doesn't take it too seriously. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, how about yourself? I mean, writing, anything stick out for you? Anything that you enjoyed or do you think it was a little flat?
0: I was... So, the, I want to run something by you because you've been run, uh, reading Immortal Hulk, right?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So, I think the reason why the Wendigos are able to go down to uh, Las Vegas and why the Hulk was able to turn to Wendigo might have something to do with not so much Canada as much as the presence of the green door in the Hulk.
1: Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that would, that works retrospectively, but I I doubt Loeb was thinking of some sort of green door back then though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, definitely. Just... Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and mind you as well, loonies, again, I think I mentioned it before, Immortal Hulk, the, the series, is really, really good by Al Ewing. Uh, definitely worth checking yeah. out. Joe Bennett art is just really, really cool as well. Um, speaking it's really of, horrifying, it is. the quality stuff. It is. It, it, I've never seen it's, – it's a different – it's a reimagining of how the Hulk transforms. And uh, mm-hmm. for those that have grown up with the conventional – i don't know bill bixby eyes go white uh, and the uh, the the clothes rip and he just kind of turns um this thing reimagining by joe bennett is just horrifying you see it's it's really like body horror isn't it he just kind of stretches and morphs and he, he distorts it's really cool um but um also as well then chad um Art-wise, if we're sticking with art, Art Adams. What did you think of the art in, in this uh, this main story?
0: I really liked um, well specifically the highlight, the Wendy Hulk. Yes. When he opens his mouth, yeah. holy crap. It's <laughs> like you really delved into that maw.
1: Yeah, yeah, you did have a good look. You can see the uh yeah, you can see down his um right down the back of his throat. Uh, I, was, I was amazed. I really a, liked it. Yeah. yeah. Art Adams is an institute to, to Marvel and to comics in general. And um, he hasn't been doing much recently. And I think even, I'm not sure, even by 2008, he wasn't as... He's was certainly doing a lot more in, in the 90s, I remember. Uh, he did the uh, the Fantastic Four run with the new Fantastic Four, which was pretty cool. Um, but we've been seeing less and less of him. But these three issues were fantastic. Not only that, but the, the detail... And the detail wasn't just limited to the the main focal characters. I mean, he took so much time in in Cersei's casino. Um, you look at that opening shot of Bruce Banner standing, um, looking at everyone running away, and the Wendigo just um, causing havoc uh, amongst the slot machines. Um, a lot of level of detail, uh, the statues of of Las Vegas as well, um, painstakingly drawn by Art Adams, uh, and of course, yeah. I found Moon Knight. I, I really like the way he was drawn, um, by Art Adams as well. Uh,
0: I was really impressed with how buff he made Steven look.
1: Yeah. I, I had like, that exact yeah.
0: <laughs> I just don't understand. Like usually he's all like prim and proper, stand straight up. Yeah. yeah. The way he's articulated, he's just like flexing everywhere.
1: Yeah. Just... yeah. But there's an early early shot of when he gets out of the um convertible. Convertible with Marlene Remember that yeah. And um, I just kept I couldn't get my eyes away From his arm His his forearm <laughs> or like his whole arm Was just as thick as I don't know His whole body um, But you know not, not done I don't think In a Like a grotesque way I mean it was still seemed To be in proportion But he was very Buff um, In it uh, Yeah Which is kind of Actually leads me to A couple of things Points on characterization There Chad So number mm-hmm. one did you find I found it a little bit out of character? Moon Knight, um, he was a little reckless with his driving, you know, nearly hitting that guy on the way in. Did you find that, yeah, was that a did you think that was an apt introduction to Moon Knight? I, I felt that seemed just a little off for me.
0: It didn't seem like a Stephen Grant thing,
1: and Absolutely.
0: that's who he was trying to be.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it's more of it, a a Mark Spector thing. I mean, even the way he was dressed and everything, um, I know Stephen Grant is not meant to always be in a suit and stuff, but um I would have Pelos thought Hello that... shirt, khakis, loafers, loafers. It's like <laughs> yeah.
0: he seems like a retired vet, which he kind of is, but
1: Yeah. But just the fact that he's like he had those bandages and band aids clearly visible. Kind Everywhere of, uh, Yeah, it kind of exudes more of that like Ex-merc, kind of ex-boxer look Rather than a, like an entrepreneur um, But you yeah, know, I found that kind of uh, Interesting The way he was um, depicted there uh, Also with Munat I found him Rather Maybe, I'm not to say it's a bad thing But he was kind of standoffish to, to all the characters uh, And kind of saw himself Uh, above them, um, which I'm not sure. What are your thoughts on on how he was kind of portrayed there with his interactions with the Sentry and Miss Marvel in particular?
0: I think it's kind of a complex that most human heroes have, where Mm -hmm. they have, like, that swagger that, you know, it's like, sure, these people can fly, but I'm just a dude and I'm still somewhat up in those ranks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. I mean... I mean, one of the things I I love about, which was very moon 90 for me was how he took on Joe fix it. I mean, you're taking it on the Hulk and he's, and he's actually, um, commanding him to like stop and, you know, you know, cease and desist. You know, he's, he's not like, he's not asking him, he's asking the Hulk. Uh, so I found that very admirable again, very moon 90 thing to just take on, take on anyone. You just don't care. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was, uh, I, I guess what I'm saying, is I can understand him then having that, that kind of complex with the other characters, but they're so, so powerful, you, you know? Um, but then I guess that that's the same thing. Like whether he, they, they're friends or foe, he just doesn't care about that, that crap, you know? And he, yeah. he knows what he wants to do. He has a plan and, and off he goes. Um, Yeah, okay, okay. Um, Just one of the lines that he said that really stuck out for me was, uh, I think he mentions, well, Sentry's trying to save him because he gets bloody flung up towards the full moon. Sentry's going up there to save him, and he he throws some, um, I don't know what you call them, blinding... flashbangs. Flashbangs at his face, and then he does a backwards somersault and goes down, and he goes, oh, you guys are just ruining everything. I'm going to have to clean up your mess and it's like, wow, that's really badass. So like, um uh, uh, even a helping hand, you are just kind of like biting straight away. Um I mean,
0: that's one of Moon Knight's big things is his endurance. Even he's been smacked
1: around by the hook before
0: mm. and just kind of rolled with it, if
1: you recall. <laughs> yeah, <did>. that's right. I <laughs> think um for listeners, uh Chad's referring to I'm assuming the defenders we're talking um, in the lead up to 50. I think it was around f- maybe 48, 49. Um, I believe so. Yeah. With
0: the uh, moon eclipse. Uh, oh, no, that was a... it
1: 2-in-1? Oh, yes. Oh, that was the other one. Yes, the um, that was in the Hulk magazine, I believe. I think that was uh, yeah. 12 or 13, something like that. Uh, anyway, this, this is probably a good time. Uh, I'm giving out loose references here. I did mention the FAF award. Uh, anyone picking me up on any faffs that I might make? Um, <laughs> a little disclaimer now. Uh, I'm not saying for sure that those are the issues. I'm saying in and around. So, so there you go. Um, but there was also the other one with um, in the Defenders, uh, Chad, where he and Valkyrie uh, and Hellcat um, chase and fight the Hulk across New York City and um right um, yeah the early early run um but you know we're talking another era then so um you know i think i don't know maybe the hulk was less strong um but joe fix it is very scary and and this is another point of the characterizations here chad um i'm not sure how well versed you are in in hulk and all that and, and joe fix it but yeah economy yeah, yeah, kind of too as well I, i'm really loving to get back into it but um, Joe Fixit seemed rather, really kind of scary and, and a bad dude here. Um, it was fun to see him when he turned and when he was fighting the Wendigo. You tend to be cheering him, going, "Yeah, you, you know." Um, I love that bit at the beginning where he goes, uh, "Come here, I've got something to, I've got something to tell you." <laughs> and then he just punches the the Wendigo, you know, through the facade. Um, but when he turns on the on Moonlight, um, it gets kind of a little. You're kind of going, "Oh." crap i hope he doesn't do too much because he just kind of slaps him a little and moon knight goes flying into that cab and then he's about he's he's kind of clenched his fist and he's about to strike him again when moon knight's kind of down on his haunches or on his back you're thinking one punch from the hulk he's gonna be he's gonna be goo (laughs) um so yeah he's not wearing armor in that he's just wearing the uniform Exactly. Yeah. It's um. If anything, it's the old fashioned Kevlar, um, or what was that two thousand eight? Potentially. Oh, I was about to say adamantium, but um, that was a purely Mark Specter Moon Knight series thing. I'm not sure if it made its way out of that. Um, but yeah. So characterizations you mentioned about Miss Marvel, you found there was a little. I I found that too. She she didn't seem to have. Uh, I don't know the voice that we're kind of more accustomed to from her. Uh these are but having said that as well, I haven't read much Miss Marvel back in back in here as well and I've I've got references um <clears throat> so I've referenced uh, also because the question is Chad, what the hell is Miss Marvel and the Century doing in Las Vegas anyway? Like where do they come from? <laughs> I mean they can fly pretty fast And <laughs> I'm not sure where they came from Yeah, I mean Bruce Banner is explained and Mark Spector Stephen Grant is explained They're just going out on a On a night at Las Vegas But these two turn up And so I had a little look um, Around this time, we're talking about January 2009 December 2008 That was when this, these issues came out um, So there was a Miss Marvel Volume 2 which was out around this time But I checked the issues um, And the issues there Have nothing to do with her in Las Vegas Or actually have nothing to, her, to do with her uh, And the Sentry So again a bit of Marvel, Marvel continuity Happening here um, I also checked Miss Marvel and Sentry You know why are they together Now around this time uh, Is the, the Dark Avengers era where Norman Osborn as Iron Patriot takes over the defenders uh the avengers and um he has his own team and his team includes miss marvel and sentry but miss marvel there is not carol danvers it's carla sofen or sofan um aka i think moonstone um like a, a grade character so yeah uh so then it brings me back to why is Miss Marvel Carol Danvers with the sentry at, at all. Um uh, so yeah, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. I guess you just you're not meant to, to care about it or even question it in this run. Um they just happen to be there. Um and Brother Voodoo I guess makes sense. I think he was part of you know, around the Dark Avengers. I'm not too sure. Oh well,
0: the Right side about you know travel when you're, you know, a sorcerer you just pop through,
1: and he, and he, did. he did. He just uh, he just zapped himself in. Um, okay, so going back to the art, uh, I mentioned, yeah, great um, interpretation of the Hulk. I love the I love the the Gray Hulk in particular. He had the way Art Adams draws the Hulk's face is really I don't know very quite memorable. To me, it's kind of second and- to. Sorry. And it's very consistent. It is, yes. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Sign of a great artist as well. Um but it to me it's second to um to Dale Kean's, uh, Hulk run, very memorable and consistent Hulk faces, um face to faces there. Um So themes as well, Chad. Anything that you picked up on themes for this?
0: I mean I don't know. Professionalism doesn't extend to Las Vegas.
1: <laughs> gamble responsibly, that's probably the thing. Who knows? Otherwise you'll be eaten or turned into a Wendigo. I don't know. Um uh, look, the the obvious one here and, and think as pointed out by Jeff Loeb's writing, um, peppered throughout this run is like are like journal entries by by Bruce Banner, um, shown in the font with like yellow lined paper. And he mentions that um, the irony is not lost on him, Bruce Banner, um, because he's actually hunting the Wendigos, and the Wendigos are people who turn into monsters against their will. So it's kind of a, he's hunting the very thing that he is, and he's actually running from people as well. So it's, um, I, I like that. It was a nice little neat thing. Uh, again, there's the parallels between the Wendigo and the Hulk are, are very obvious, but, um, the fact that Bruce Banner is hunting these Wendigo, apparently, um, it just kind of furthers that that comparison, which I find quite interesting. Um, yeah, uh, other than that, uh, what was the other... Oh, yeah, I was going to go into the journal writing, Chad. Now, bouncing again back to the aspect of writing, um, and we said it's a very simple kind of comic I don't know if you did it as well I decided mm, I'm just going to read the journals like the the yellow um text and see what it yields and it pretty much it says apart from that stuff about the Wendigo which was nice and poetic and lyrical it said nothing really than the the bleeding obvious like yeah. l- l- let me um let me give you an example here I'm going to this is gonna pick one out of the blue. So I'm looking at issue seven. I'm gonna pick any um, here. This one. I shouldn't have been afraid of letting the Hulk out. Now I have an entirely new problem to deal with. Doesn't really add much to the story, right? Um, let me let me look, find another one in the next issue. So a lot of the a lot of these yellow journal entries. Are really just a lot of waffle. Seriously, um, yeah. they they kind of break up. They kind of break up the action, which is fair enough. I, I see the I see the use for it. It's there to kind of break up and you have a little reprieve by reading it. Um, but it really doesn't add anything. It says nothing. Um, this the beginning of issue eight. Monsters. That's what this is all about. They come in red, green, and sometimes grey. I came to Las Vegas hunting monsters. White, terrible, flesh eating creatures called Wendigos, then things got worse. You know, not much substance there, really. Nah. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, Jeff Loeb. I'm um, just picking it a little. Uh, it's, um, yeah. And even this splash page look, the splash, uh, again, people who are Petrinis who have access to the video, I'm looking at the splash page there on issue 8. The hulk it wasn't long before the world found out my secret and since then i've been on the run yes we know that you've it's been said a million times <laughs> you know um i and, mean you know, there's I think, a
0: show all about that
1: exactly my, my everyone soul, knows it everyone knows it yeah my sole responsibility has been keeping the leash on the hulk at this moment the leash has snapped uh, when has the leash ever snapped uh always whenever he turns into the hulk so it's it's not much substance i find to this sort of writing but i think the way i justify it is that the writing takes a backseat to the to the great art and the action sequences i think that's the most that i get from this um it's a different sort of enjoyment i reckon yeah um, like you said it's yeah. popcorn it's yeah exactly it's a popcorn film Yeah. You munch away. You look at the. You look at the. I, say, I don't want to say pretty pictures because they're a lot more than that. They, these are very nice. I really do enjoy. Um, I really do enjoy the art here. Uh, just a couple of final things here, then, Chad. Um, let's see. Characterizations again. This is Ray getting really nitpicky. Um, okay, so we see at the beginning of issue seven. Explain to me, Chad. This is new segment, loonies. Explain to me, Chad. Okay. <laughs> uh, at the beginning we see Banner Walking into the casino He seems to get rather nervous Or agitated And he says stay calm, stay calm, stay calm Because he doesn't want to let the Hulk out But the Hulk comes out As Joe fixed it. the Grey Hulk Now correct me if I'm wrong Chad But the Grey Hulk always comes out at night anyway It's nothing to do with adrenaline at all So What's happening there? I mean, why... Yeah, I don't know. It could
0: just be an emotional reaction since Joe Fixit is enamoured with casinos.
1: Could be, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it could be. Um, But it just implied with Banner going, calm down, calm down, that he didn't want to let... He knew that it was coming, that he was going to let that. Maybe he thought the Green Hulk was going to come out, but... For some reason, the Grey Hulk came out because you said the the love for the casinos. Anyway, I found that a little a little questionable, as uh, one yeah. of my co-hosts would say, a little quibble, nothing too big. Um, the other little quibble that I like to pick is Ray with his uh, tweezers picking away um, the Hulk skin. Okay, look, and I've I've got this. I've quoted this from the wiki um, Hulk thing. Um, the Hulk skin is impervious to conventional blades adamantium and vibranium being strictly the few known metals that can effectively pierce and penetrate his skin so two things i guess the crescent darts being lodged into the hulk and the wendigo bites um so how come the hulk skin can be so easily pierced i'm just you know
0: it could be supernatural element
1: true i'm not sure yeah true i'm not sure if the hulk has any vulnerability against the supernatural but potential or that they, they, they could be just really strong like really strong biters and you know and they just yeah.
0: stronger than 50 cows
1: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah the hulk can take a a shell like a mortar shell to his you know to his face and he would still be okay <laughs> um so pretty strong bite um Potentially, the crescent darts are adamantium. Again, we did see that in Mark Specter Moon Knight. Maybe they are. Maybe. They Maybe are. it's oversight. Maybe. I think there might be a bit of oversight here, Chad. A bit of oversight from Mister Loeb. Uh, something to marvel at. Something to marvel at. Um, yes, I mean those were my only other notes. Um, anything else? you like to mention, Chad, about this issue? Oh, uh,
0: not that I can think of offhand, except for where the hell did Marlene go?
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah, she either got turned or she ran away with some of those soul survivors. Who knows? Uh, yeah, Marlene, usually... Oh, that was the other note I was going to say. Usually Marlene is the do-sex Machina, right? But yeah. we get a blatantly obvious one here with Brother Voodoo. We get non-stop fighting, which these three can't seem to stop the Wendigo. Then, lo and behold, Brother Voodoo comes in, blah, 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 casts a spell, everything's fine. Like, why wasn't he just brought in at the beginning? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so that kind, of, that kind of, I don't know about you, that kind of irked me a little. I, I, I love seeing Brother Voodoo, especially, again, without Adam's art. But it's like, come on. This is how you're going to wrap it up.
0: Why doesn't Bruce just hang out with Brother Voodoo? Yeah. Like, why doesn't he just, like, try and figure himself out in the presence of, you know, Jericho Drum, just... Yeah,
1: exactly. Maybe he'll
0: have a ghost of a chance
1: then. (laughs) But no, Bruce Banner slips away when he can. Like, he's too used to that lonely man theme of walking away in the distance, (laughs) you know? Just stick around. Have a few exchange notes with Brother Voodoo. Things would help you, but nah, off he, off he goes. Um, yeah, so I oh, know I thought that was a little. I, I feel, I feel the punchline, uh, for want of better words, from Jeff Loeb was the Wendy Hulk. That was that was his big reveal. That was what that was his little ace in the hole for the whole story. Um, but then after that, I think he just didn't know. Okay, well then, okay, how do we? How am I going to get out of this one? And oh yeah, just bring in someone magical, and yeah, bang, bang, back to normal. Magic fixes everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least he jokes about it as well. I think Carol Danvers says something like, "Well, this is what you get when you can't contact Doctor Strange." At least you know uh, she makes a little quip <laughs> um, uh, about brother voodoo, uh, which I thought was quite funny. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, Chad. Uh, actually, let's hold off on the on the marketing. Let's mark it as a whole with the with the backup story, right? Because then we have an entirety. So I wanted to dwell on this first loonies because of Moon Knight's involvement in it. Um, The backup stories, which uh, I mentioned previously, uh, which were Hell Hath No Fury, Issue 7, Issue 8, Like a Woman Scorned, and the last, Issue 9, Revenge of the Lady Liberators. Um, uh, This doesn't have Moon Knight, but as Chad mentioned as well, it's quite intertwined. With this whole Hulk thing, because the Red Hulk had something to do with the Wendigo, is that right, Chad?
0: Um, yeah, the Red Hulk is the guy who was killing the Wendigo killing to the Wendigo, set yeah. off
1: all this. all uh, right, right, yes. So, there's that, um, I think. Is Bruce Banner just hunting the Wendigo, or is he hunting the Red Hulk as well? I can't, rem- I can't remember. I that. think it's kind
0: of both.
1: Okay, so he's on the trail of the Red Hulk, and in the backup story we see the Red Hulk... Um, Look, the bare bones for this, Chad um, I think it's pretty simple for the backup story Um, All I'm going to say for it is She-Hulk gets the living crap beaten out of her by the Red Hulk So she wants to exact revenge on him um, And she finds an opportunity to to do so She calls in some of her best friends I guess some of these big hitters uh, like uh Valkyrie and Titania, is that? Thundra. Thundra. Oh, thank you. Good. <laughs> uh it's kind of a difference there. There is, yeah, I knew I was I knew I was wrong. I knew it began with T. Um Yeah. And uh, uh let's see there was Hellcat. Hellcat, Spider Woman.
0: Well second like the second wave came in, it was yes. like uh Spider uh, Woman, Hellcat
1: Invisible Woman, Yeah S- Storm. Uh, these are big hitters. We're talking big hitters. Um uh Tigra as well. So Tigra and Hellcat, I found that was funny. They they came in they scratched <laughs> uh scratched away. Um, Let's see
0: I guess that's kind of a Mooney connection. I mean, Tigra
1: used
0: oh, yeah. to be with Mark Spector.
1: Yeah. Missed opportunity there. She should have mentioned something somehow. I mean, but how was she to know in Las Vegas? Um, but yeah, there, there is a nice tie there as well because they—they they She-Hulk wanted to call up Carol Danvers as well, but they referenced that she's in Las Vegas with, um, with your cousin. She's talking to, to She-Hulk. So... Um, so that's cool. So, w- what did you think of um, this backup story, Chad? Oh, and we get a very douchey, as you said, a very, a very douchey, a very hateable Red Hulk. Um, he was the pits, wasn't he? He was the worst. He like, was terrible. Uh,
0: yeah. Like, even later on in his like life's like career, he's just a jerk. He's yeah. the worst anti-hero
1: Oh yeah, he's terrible. He's terrible. Um, yeah, I can't say I've really enjoyed anything that I've read of him, although I haven't read that much of him. I think I, was, I read him in Thunderbolts, um, around 2000, uh, I don't know, 13, 14, something like that, with the Punisher and Ghost Rider. The best
0: thing he ever did was take a symbiote and the Spirit of Vengeance and roll with it. Oh, where was that? That sounds pretty cool. That was in the, uh thunderbolt's run i forgot which part but okay oh wow yeah cool yeah it Um... was stupidly overpowered
1: (laughs) well he's he's stupidly overpowered anyway like he he takes yeah he has all these lady liberators going at him and then he plays possum at the end And we're kind of going a bit uh, ahead uh, here. He gets um, accosted by She-Hulk, Thundra, and uh, Valkyrie, and he pretty much beats them quite easily, right? Um, And taunts them, and is a sexist dick. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, And then the 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 rest of the Lady Liberators come. Board and they, they kind of... it's It looks like they... I love the little technique um, Sue Storm does. He creates a bubble around his head. Yeah, with a little pinhole. And, and Aurora um, chucks in the, the lightning. I thought that was pretty good. Um, but he, even then, he's just fine. He's just pretending to be out. And they're waiting for him to revert. Because the whole mission actually... I mean sorry the whole objective of this is that they want to find out who he is. So um She-Hulk meets up with Maria Hill at the start and she kind of gets uh, a directive to to go to to engage him and to try and bring him in try to find out his secret identity. So they knock him out apparently and they wait till dawn and he's still um still as he uh unchanged. And and one of the interesting things at the end just towards the very end then Chad he he whisks Thunderer away, and he um, proposes a a deal with her. A team up, kind of. Yeah, that's for the Thunderbolts, right? Yeah, 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 and she's uh, not entirely against it, really. So I like it how that's kind of left open.
0: Yeah. Which. Probably my favourite incarnation of the Thunderbolts Is that one Okay,
1: yeah Well I know I mean, our Yep, sorry
0: It's got like Flash Thompson as yeah. Agent Venom Yeah It's got Elektra It's got uh, Punisher And Red Hulk Right And Deadpool
1: Yeah, yeah That, That. um, Okay yeah, that, they, they're they pretty good players. I, I like them. I should get more into Thunderbolts. Our um, friend, good friend Rick Ball, he loves the Thunderbolts. Maybe uh, I should. Yeah,
0: he likes the ancient 90s Thunderbolts that's just pouches for days.
1: Oh, is that with Atlas and um, uh, Citizen V and, and all that? Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> okay. Awesome. Pouches galore. Uh,. Anyway, I know, um, what do you think of the Frank Cho art as well for this? Because this was another, I think, um, apparent, like, I mean, he, he seems, is a, a big name, um, Frank Cho. Um, I find he, he draws beautiful figures, and not only female, but, I mean, the Red Hulk, rippling, um, uh, you know. But uh, I found the faces of, like, Valkyrie and Thundra they look like twins and for the most part a lot of the female faces look the same uh so that's
0: the big like hitter mm-hmm. on most of his artwork is the women look the same if they are of the same like built yeah yeah So, like the same faces even if it's a different proportion
1: yeah um yeah it was really to this obvious day, it's
0: kind of a problem
1: okay because these issues it was very obvious like um I guess because he had so many female characters in this story, he couldn't avoid it. So we're left yeah. with just looking at everyone, just going. Uh, they kind of look like clones of each other, um, but yeah. But which is a shame because um, the the human form wise, he draws very well. I think, and and he does oh, yeah. enough. Yeah, and he does enough different perspectives and um, and human like body movements to make it look quite fluid. So he, he's got a mastery of that. But um, yeah, unfortunately. Um, I preferred the the Art Adams, although it was a a lot more uh, cartoony. I guess if you can reduce it down to that, Art Adams compared to Frank Cho's stuff, I I very much um, preferred the Art Adams uh, to it. Um, Any other... I don't know, any other... What did you think of She-Hulk, characterizations of She-Hulk? Did she come across... Yeah? Seemed
0: pretty accurate. She was devoted, you know, getting the objective done and over with she was very pissed off and prideful which she you know is yeah as she hulk
1: yeah definitely yeah um which is again funny because jeff Loeb, as you mentioned at the beginning he wrote both of these stories um Mm -hmm. miss marvel seemed to he, he seemed to really struggle with Fleshing out her character in that story, maybe because there was just no room in that action-packed, just slugfest. But in this story as well, it's um, mostly She-Hulk. Actually, it probably is mostly She-Hulk. But I I feel the other characters as well. um, They had a better voicing in them than 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 Miss Marvel in in the main story. I think all of them probably did. Um, The ones that had you know dialogue at least. so, so yeah, um I don't any other any other themes to this? There wasn't really like we know Not who the, really. we know who the red hog is. I mean we can't spoil it now, can we? We can. Can't we? I mean people yeah. should know. It's like twelve years I mean, old, it's... isn't it? Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh it is Thunderbolt Ross. So it is actually the father in law of Bruce Banner, um uh, General Ross, uh, for those that watch the movies, would know uh, William Hurt plays him uh, in the MCU. Yeah, Thaddeus so was,
0: Thunderbolt
1: Ross. Thaddeus, Thaddeus, and there was actually a lot of speculation or rumours that the Red Hulk was going to make an appearance. Um, you know, in the lead yeah. up, lead up to, to Endgame, uh, still might in some. You know, with, with the TV series happening, so. Um, yeah, so there you go. Well, how about we rate? How about we rate the entirety of, of issues seven and eight and nine? And so, coupling all these together, um, reading it, um, your experience of reading it. Um, I'm assuming Chad, you read issue seven, then eight, then nine. You didn't read half of seven, half of eight, half of nine, and then go back to the backstory.
0: No, I just kind of screwed
1: off and drank. I,
0: I just no, I read it all.
1: <laughs> no, I mean like as in it broke up. So you read the bit of seven, and then the backstory of seven, and then you read read yeah. eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it works best that way because it, it's a nice way to kind of break things up. Um, otherwise, I I think a lot more of the the faults would come out in the main story if we just read it as an entire story. You, you know what I mean? As a one yeah. and a half issue size story anyway so what would you give this um this arc with moon knight considering moon knight as well brief but still you know aside
0: from his douchey personality like of steven grant like it's a facsimile it's not like what steven grant is about um i'd say it's seven out of ten you know three quarter moon
1: three-quarter moon nice nice one seven out of ten i um, this might surprise you chad i don't know i've I've gone for a little bit higher (laughs) i've gone seven and a half out of ten Uh, so i'm aiming towards a what was the rating system it was a pretty um so i'm i'm quoting an eight but i'm giving it seven and a half i think it was
0: uh, a solid round boy
1: Oh, yeah, that's seven. seven. Yeah, but eight is seven um, and a half. Seven and a half, edging towards eight, would be a big, beautiful yellow man. So there you go, Ah. loonies. I give this a big, beautiful yellow man. Seven and a half, uh, only be it's a different sort of enjoyment, okay? I'm I'm not going to be pondering about these, this arc for days and, and, you know, finding layers and layers of stuff underneath it. It was just an enjoyable, as I mentioned, popcorn, um, with with beautiful art And uh, and great Hulk action and, and with Moon Knight there There was enough for him to do He, he didn't seem too out of character at all um, No if anything, Except for the driving except, except for the driving Yeah, again It was just a bit weird uh, and, and I think an ill use of Stephen uh, Whoever lettered it They even misspelled Stephen um, I believe Stephen Yes, yeah I think the right one is, I think the canon for Steven is S-T-E-V-E-N, right? Um, I believe so. Mm, good. Faff me if I'm wrong. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, there's only that little blip. Uh, he seemed pretty, I always respect when he takes on characters bigger than him. So yeah, good seven and a half. Uh, all right, Chad, well, there you go, Loonies. Um, definitely worth checking out. See if you can get it. At least in digital, you know, um, if you can somehow find the trades or the hardcovers, by all means. If you're a, if you're a Hulk fan, it, it's really more if you're into Hulk. Obviously, Moon Knight um, plays his part, but it's not that big. Why don't we take a break now, Chad? And when we come back, let's uh, let's wrap up this show. Uh, but we have uh, some feedback to get through, and then uh, we'll let the loonies know about the upcoming episode after this one. Catch you soon you belong you belong you
2: belong you belong to the Mary Marble. anyone hear us? This is Trey Lawson and I'm James Hickson. Anyone can hear this broadcast We need your help We've been kidnapped and imprisoned in a tomb by this creepy old undertaker named Mr. Gravely and he's forcing us to review his collection of Marvel horror comics stuff like Tomb of Dracula. Werewolf by Night Man-Thing Ghost Rider And so much more Forcing us to record these reviews as a podcast called The Tomb of Ideas If you can hear this, please contact our families Call the authorities, anyone Tell them we can be found at
0: Now, now, boys Let's not give too much away You can find James and Trey Every other Wednesday. At the Tomb of Ideas, a Marvel Horror Podcast. A proud member of the CinePunks Podcast Group. See you there, Tomb Believers. ha <laughs> ha ha ha!
1: Yes, welcome back loony listeners, you are listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, this is episode 136, I am with the power of Chad here, you know I have gone straight to the source, um, no dilly dallying about, get uh, get Chad on, Chad yourself, how are you, how are you going there, how are you holding up? Good, most of the way through my coffee pot for the night and Excellent. almost done with my rum. I'm assuming you just take your coffee straight right, just black? Yeah, yeah, good, good man, because they, they get the the maximum coffee taste, right? I always have yeah. that as well. No sugar, no milk. Otherwise, they nope, kind of just kinda... coffee. Exactly, exactly. Well done. Um, anyway, loonies, we just reviewed that arc review, and we have some feedback here. So, what I'd like to do is we have our uh, we have a voicemail. We have a an audio. File sent to us from Phil, Phil Mayim friend of the show, um, co-host to, uh, the Ultimate Spideycast, um, the Scarlet Spider. Anyway, Phil dropped in some thoughts on, uh, on this review right here, um, and I'll play it right now, so take it away, Phil. Hey, high priest
2: of Conchu and fellow loonies, it's Phil again, that's right, two weeks in a row. um i just been meaning to send in more feedback because one, I love this show. I love the character of moon Ray is the man. And two, Ray has been sending in a lot of feedback to uh, my shows on the capes and lunatic sidekicks podcast, the quantum zone, and now the ultimate spider cast, uh, which he's a part of once a month <laughs> as if he means hadn't heard that 50 times already. Anyway. Uh, and then I heard, Hey, Hulk seven, eight and nine. Um, I knew I had these issues and then it's been a few years since I had read these. And then when Ray reminded me that, uh, my favorite Hulk, the gray Hulk, Joe fix it was in this. I was like, Oh, I have to send in feedback. Yes. Um, that's when I started reading Hulk was, uh, during the, uh, Peter David's run. Uh, my very first new issue was Hulk three fifty three. uh, Hulk in Las Vegas. But, um, Anyway, that has nothing to do with these issues, but yes, I love Joe, the Joe Fix-It Hulk, and well, I, start, I read this tonight, and then a funny thing occurred to me. Ray, did you like Moon Knight's, uh, the way he was written in these issues? Because Moon Knight, and then, uh, Carol Danvers as Miss Marvel, and the Century come in. Uh, any of this seem familiar to you, Ray? Or anybody out there? Um these seem, these three seem to make quite the <clears throat> trinity you know the uh, the big super strong guy flying in, in a cape get you a know, warrior woman hmm and our and our good buddy uh mark Spector make quite the um <clears throat> cape crusader that's right ray i know you hate when moon knights compared to batman but all these three seem like such the dc trinity of superman man and wonder woman i don't know if that's how jeff Lo. i don't know if jeff Lo was going for like a justice league vibe but it kind of smacked to me of that um i don't know ray did you get that uh trinity vibe i thought they were boston pizza owners not quite i think they were going for more of a justice league vibe um but no i liked it because even when it, you know when Sentry and uh miss marvel try to come in and help and uh Mark Spector's just like, get out of the way. I have this handled. It seemed very ****-man-esque attitude to me. Um, I did like the story, but I would have wished we got would have had more time of just Moon Knight solo versus the Hulk before the other two it came in. Uh, I would have liked... Because, I mean, we see with the Sonics and everything. I mean, Mark had quite a few tricks up his sleeve. I, all, I mean... I guess once the Wendy Go showed up, you needed backup. But I would have liked to have seen a more of a Hulk, uh, Hulk versus Moon Knight solo fight, especially that my favorite Hulk, the Joe Fixit Hulk. Um, I don't know if again it was a good story. Uh, Ray, you're gonna have to send me uh, Connor's uh, rating system. I don't know, <laughs> I can't remember Connor's rating system. I don't know if I ever understood it, but uh i don't know i like the art like i said i like the story which we would have got more solo moon Knight. maybe at least the whole first two issues maybe but um overall it's a good story i'll give it the patented uh high priest of conchu ray rating of uh seven and a half uh like i said good story just wish there had been more moon Knight. and the second story i don't know if you're covering the second story ray um the whole thing was She Hulk, first Red Hulk. Um, I enjoyed the story. I mean, it's basically most of it was just like a basically a slugfest. Um, it was a good action story. Um, I don't know. At this point in his in uh, comics history, it was just like Jeff Lobit basically made Red Hulk this unstoppable killer, and just some of the stuff he says because like I don't know. For those of you who don't know who the Red Hulk is, I don't want to spoil it for you, but just when you find out who the red Hulk actually is, just some of the stuff he says seems kind of weird, especially like the, uh, you know, who, you know, you two girls are going to be like the bread in a red Hulk sandwich. It's just, it's just, I don't know. Maybe just this man who, uh, without spoil, I don't want to spoil too much, but just like a military man. And he's like, i don't know, talking like a street thug. Just, I could say maybe he's drunk with power, but I don't know. And uh, I like the Arthur Adams art in the first story, but uh, I mean, Frank Cho is good, but uh, don't get me wrong. I like some Frank Cho art, but it's like you get half the women of the Marvel universe showing up and they're all like double D cups. Uh, Yeah, Frank Cho doesn't seem to have like a lot of variety in his artwork. Um, But overall, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want to grade the backup, but the backup's good too. Maybe give that a seven. Uh, but yes, fun stories, especially that first one. Again, overall, like I said, yes, are a wish for more Moon Knight, but uh, some fun stuff. All right, so thank you everyone for putting up with my rambles, and uh, remember, last Tuesday of every month, now you can uh, catch ray on uh the capes lunatic sidekicks talking uh scarlet spider with me and my co-hosts um so thank you everyone and catch you later hope to, hope to be on the show soon and hope to uh hunt for conchu's golden scepter with y'all all right
1: peace yes and that was phil thank you phil uh very very insightful indeed um he makes some very interesting points here chad Things that we didn't pick up on. What do you? What did you make of um, the Trinity? Um, res, you know, comparison here.
0: I didn't really see it. I think it was just the characterization of all the characters. Like, I can see the broodiness and the resourcefulness mm-hmm. of you know a certain uh, deflator mouse and <laughs> Moon Knight, but you know,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm like you I totally did not get it um, Full credit to Phil For picking up on it If it indeed this is what Jeff Loeb has intended um, I can definitely see Where you're coming from Phil as well I mean Sentry um, Being that super powered Kind of caped person um, Moon Knight Being you know um, Being uh, DC's Moon Knight <laughs> uh, and uh, and wonder woman um in carol danvers which was kind of like the the biggest stretch i think out of them all but uh yeah. in- interesting i mean if it is true i wonder what was going through jeff Loeb's mind it w- was it just like uh here's a bit of fun why not because it would explain uh, a, a kind of the the absence of explanation of why miss marvel and century are in las vegas at all and why they turned up together i mean as i mentioned in the review they aren't together at all it's actually sophia oh carla sofen sorry as miss marvel in the dark avengers with bob reynolds uh it's nothing to do with carol danvers and sentry so there may be something there phil but uh, thank you so much for your feedback it is fantastic um it just reminded me then chad Oh, don't you hate these fleeting thoughts? They come and go while you're talking, and now, well, you as in me in general talking, and it's gone again. Anyway, damn it. I got one. Yes, it,
0: this whole like, ordeal might just be a way to poke fun at how often Soups just kind of shows up with, you know, Diane just out of nowhere. <laughs> middle of you know the country just why are they there i don't know
1: could be just I mean, league <laughs> absolutely i mean jeff Loeb did write a lot for dc as well didn't he um, I'm, well, i believe so yeah pretty I'm, sure did he okay okay but, i mean yeah um yeah could, could well be could be could be an in-joke it could be uh, a very subtle reference um, to Superman and, and Trinity fans out there, um, but we don't we don't know. But no, thank you, Phil. It's uh, uh, and his and Phil's thoughts on the art as well, kind of um, mirrored ours, Chad, with, with Frank Cho. I think you mentioned and and Art Adams. Art Adams, brilliant. Um, I, I agree with you, Phil, as well. Top notch stuff there. Uh, we also have Chad. Um, there's some written um, Mooney missives from Rick Ball. From Rick Ball. Do you want to read that one out? Sure.
0: The art by Art Adams is always fantastic to see. The way he draws monsters and heroes is so unique and special. Story it's basic dumb fun, balls to the walls romp with the surprise <laughs> at the time. Return to Joe Fix It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Agree. Agree. Thank you, Rick Ball. Um,. I'm wondering if he did put fantastic in, in uh, Caps Lock as a reference to the Art Adams fantastic full run. Rick Ball, I reckon he Probably. did. Yeah, in the 90s. He knows what he's doing. Uh, thank you, Rick Ball. Very good indeed. Uh, and totally agree. Um, totally agree. W- balls to the wall romp. That's what it is, Chad. It's balls to the wall. <laughs> anyway... Um, you also get another little bit of uh, feedback again from Phil. Phil, very well, uh, very well done here. Phil's put in fun read. It certainly is always a good time when Joe Fixit is involved. I totally agree as well. He does add a lot. He's such a. I'd like to see Joe Fixit versus Red Hulk. I mean, it's kind of like douche versus douche, isn't it? I mean, and douche Joe Fixit in a good way. I mean, because he's, you know, he talks the talk, doesn't he? He's uh, a. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'd enjoy that. <laughs> I'm sorry, just like that that's just too much. That'd be too much too much doucheness. Uh a uh, like douche uh, concentrate. Um yeah. <laughs> I don't wanna that phrasing is bad. Uh Chad's gonna need a gonna need a shower. After More rum. This. More rum, yes. where's the whiskey? Let me have a swig. Uh, Well, there we go. Um, So thank you so much, Loonies, for for sending it in. Admittedly, again, sorry, the discussion thread came up a little late, but a big thanks to Phil and Rick for sending in some thoughts. Uh, It's not too late. If you have more thoughts, uh, just drop them into the discussion thread. We do love to continue the discussion in the group. Um, So if you have any thoughts on this after you listen to this, uh, yeah, let us know. It's all good. All right, we are ending... We're heading towards the end of this, this show. Just want to give some quick shout-outs again, a bit of a spectacle. call. Um, a reminder as well, the other show that I do, Last Sons of Krypton, Superman podcast, our episode 38 has just been released. Um, funnily enough as well, it's based on a request by Phil, Phil Perich. Uh, it's uh, a Flash comic, Flash number 53, And it features Superman obviously in that as well So that's just drop, go check it out If you're a Superman fan or uh, curious Uh, Also a reminder The last Tuesday of every month uh, On Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks I do co-host with Phil And uh, um, our other co-host as well Matt Kona Also from the the Quantum Zone Uh, We are on the Ultimate Spidercast And we talk Scarlet Spider So that's the last Tuesday of every month Go check it out uh speaking of matt kona a huge shout out to matt thank you matt so much matt kona of the quantum zone he sent over a, a t- shirt of um of the quantum zone uh sent that over for us um i'm gonna be wearing it i'll be wearing it you know when we record as well matt don't you worry wear it with pride i love it thank you so much um and um, i'm gonna be shooting an, an i t k shirt your way as well let's kind of you know let's keep the uh promotions on our chests literally (laughs) Uh, speaking of which as well T public again just wanted to mention there's about 10 different designs there for you to choose from go check it out Uh, I think around the middle of March to the end of March will be a sale so we're talking about 35% off everything there so you can get your your shirts for for dirt cheap Um, yeah be sure to to show your support for the show by picking up an ITK shirt Uh, that'd be really cool uh, and finally, Fantasy Comic League Chad. We are, um, we've still got to do our drafts for March, right? Um,
0: yes, we do.
1: Yeah, we've got to hurry up with that. Um, but that's all going ahead. And what I wanted to say to the loonies out there if you are interested or curious, start getting your expressions of interest, at EOIs in to the show just drop us a line saying that yeah you know you want to know more about it can you be part of it um this season season three is wrapping up at the end of april so we're we're entering the second half of it now in march um but it's a good time to to let us know if you're keen see if we can drum up a a division or two for the fantasy comic league it's a lot of fun um yep so uh, a, a big thank you also chad thank you so much for for coming on to the show again, it's always fun to chat comics. Um, it's always fa- fun to chat something. Well, it's fun to chat something a little different now with the Hulk. Um, I can uh, I don't know. You and I were not exactly the biggest Hulk fans, right? Would that be fair to say?
0: Honestly, I wasn't that big of a Hulk fan until Immortal Hulk. No, yeah, it's yet. been really different flavor.
1: Mm. Well, it has. I mean exactly it ha- that immortal hulk is so different from the other runs of the hulk um it's very much its own thing uh, and, and it's such a such a great run so everyone check it out um yeah uh, i'm going to be checking out more of this Loeb McGuinness run so it seems art adams was like a like a special guest artist i think most of it's ed McGuinness. Uh, he's no slouch as well so that should be a pretty good run um but thank you chad um uh, where can where can uh, loonies Find you if they want to chat with you talk talk, uh rum with you or coffee
0: <laughs> um, You can find me in the like loony bin, uh, mm-hmm. you could find me in moon night core i'm usually <laughs> At oh, least topic, lur- yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh um, and twitter as well
0: At twitter you can find me at angled time mm-hmm. That's A N G L E D, not mm-hmm. A N gelled time
1: thank gelled you time. <laughs> um <laughs> chad shakes his head I, i'm assuming the amount of time people have misspelled that uh anyone anyway, no a huge thank you chad um, really really appreciate it uh as well uh, and welcome anytime as well it's um it's always fun to have you on so a big thank you uh next phase loonies we are entering a waning gibbous so yes, it is the return of our Isla Ra Sessions. And we'll have, um, I'll have a special guest on, Curtis Findlay. So some of you will know he is the host of Epic Marvel Podcast. Uh, he's the only podcast out there that that covers the Epic Collections, um, a very popular Um, I guess niche of collecting Uh, I'm part of his group and my gosh it goes off people love talking about their epic collections and their trades so I can't wait to chat comics with Curtis and to find out his four desert island books I know them I haven't read them Um, very interesting very interesting indeed can't wait Um, finally loonies we are part of the collective Uh, Look, There's a whole network, it's a loose network Of uh, kind of like-minded people Character based or geek culture based uh, The likes of Sons of the Dragon Immortal Iron Fist podcast Thanos on Adam Warlock podcast Um, I just listened to Their recent episode of Death and Resurrection In the Marvel Universe, that was very cool indeed And uh, we are Venomadiacs A Venom podcast So amongst that and amongst others uh, Go check them out Uh, You can find them in the link on our show notes down below. Uh, finally, you can email us on itkmoonnight at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear from you, or um, just our social media like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're on Discord, uh, Get Vocal where we are on now, our Patreon and Podchaser, and we have websites and Libsyn and WordPress. So yeah, uh, a big thank you again to Hello Headphones. Uh, for being our sponsor uh, again with the code itkmoonnight you can get 10 percent off on their online store for anything so go check them out They they uh, produce quality stuff uh ratings if you'd like to give us a rating that'll be really good uh, you don't have to or if you want to give us a lower than you know lower than four or five star um uh, let us know why we'd love to improve the show um, and hear your thoughts. Um, and finally podcast catches. We are on most of them, if not all of them, go check them out, whatever you're listening to now. Um, and stuff like Podbean, tune in, I Heart radio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're all on there. So check us out. Anyway. Um, I think that about wraps us up. Chad, a big thank you once again. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I'll be I'll be chatting with you online um, soon enough for sure. We've got a couple of other things as well, which we'll have to kind of prep for. Yeah, it's all good. We've got to get our drafts in for this for the comic league.
0: Busy, yeah. busy, busy. So much
1: to do. <laughs> anyway, um, as always, loonies may watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later.